Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, this week's episode of the R&R Show is brought to you by The Fog, Escape from Paradise. And hello, how are you doing? Are you in paradise? I am unfortunately not in paradise. I feel like I'm trapped in a constant fog of plumbing issues at my home. And, yes. you know, this like cloud is following me wherever I go. It's been a rough couple of weeks, but hey, you know what? I'm in an Airbnb, folks. You can see the games are not behind me, but I do have a little stack of games to the side. So to keep me comfortable, um, but I am so happy to be here. I'm excited to be talking about race games. I love the mechanism and I love how you introduce the fog. That sounds sort of, you should be doing this for like movie trailers, I think. <laughs> thing you know thank you the new trailer voice of a generation that's me yes but speaking of the fog let me go on ahead and tell you a little bit more about it folks because it is pretty cool this is kind of like the ultimate race game and when um this was the sponsor i thought oh we have to talk more about race games but in this game um if you are you are uh in a race game where you have you could think of it as anywhere from eight to 16 cars that you are trying to get across the finish line because here's the situation in this beautiful tropical paradise a mysterious fog has descended and if people go into the fog they never come out so all the people are frantically trying to get on the boats and not everybody is going to make it out of here alive each player uh you know is a certain color although if you play two players you control two colors so in this game i am the pink and the uh yellow player as an example and uh you know so as part of setup you lay all the characters out and then players do a draft figuring out which are going to be them so there's a yellow one there's a blue one we're about halfway through a game right now because it takes a little bit before the fog gets up and going and i wanted to show you the game full on in action so um we are at a state where the fog um is just about to move but the pink player who is stuck down here at the bottom three of the fleeing people that belong to the pink player are about to get consumed by the fog and the pink player has already lost one from a previous round so pink has to get these moving and so on your turn you have seven action points you can spend to do a bunch of different actions that cost anywhere from one to four points and so what pink might decide to do right now to try to save as many of these people as possible well first of all they could um spend what is it uh three actions i think is it right to do the uh shove right uh yes it's this one right here three actions so we spend one two three and this pink person who's about to get consumed will shove into the place of this one that belongs to another player and so now this one is in danger of getting gobbled up so there went a few of my points now uh pink still has two more who are about to die this person though happens to be an expert at um oh this is the push action i just did the swap action this is the push action where they don't swap positions they just push people forward they can push up to two 
And because they're an expert at it, they only have to spend two action points instead of the regular three. So I'll spend two more, one, two, and this one will move forward and push both of these up as well, thereby saving another one of the buddies who just got out of the line of fire, and they're getting closer to the boats. But in doing this, I'm also helping the blue player as well. Um, so the blue players, hey, thanks for giving me a little push as well, uh, because now I'm one step closer. And then I've got two more actions. And my last person here, there's nothing they could do. Um, they are actually an expert at hopping over stuff, but the best they could do is hop over here. They're still going to get eaten. So I think we're going to have to say goodbye to them because there's this, there randomly, there's all these obstacles all over the board. If I had enough resources, you can actually travel over the obstacles, but I'm out of time. So I might as well start thinking about what do I want to do in the future? future. Um, let's see here. So, well, it's the pink player right now. These, this one can't go any farther forward. I have two actions. This person gives me a plus one action that I can do afterwards. Oh, but I do not like uh, this layout. I can't save this person. These people are kind of stuck because I don't have enough actions. I would need, was it, four actions to be able to jump over here and then, you know, scramble over the rock. So I think I'll spend one and have this one take a little step. And unfortunately, I'm kind of wasting their power of, hey, after I'm done, I get one more move but they can't go anywhere. They would need to be able to do a swap or a hop or something like that. So unfortunately, I wasted one of my seven actions, but I did save two of my three people and I saved one of blues as well. And then the timer moves on and the fog comes up. So these two are Gonsville. And now, once again, pink is in trouble. But the fog isn't going to come for a while. So the fog kind of moves and fits in spurts. So you usually get a couple of turns uh, to be able to try to manipulate things. Now, at the beginning of the game, everybody who was on the beach, you can see this is all emptied out, but at the beginning, and this was all full, as everybody was frantically getting onto the boats. But um, now that, that we took care of them, all these poor people who were left behind are now trying to avoid getting eaten. And the interesting thing is, every time you set this game up, there are different values. There's different colored characters who want to get on the right color boat to give you bonus points. But as part of setup, taking these last spaces isn't worth much. Taking the first space is much. You want to be in the middle spaces because they're worth six points. But the middle spaces could have been worth only two points. So trying to figure out when you get your people out onto the docks and onto the boats is going to be different from game to game, trying to grab different spaces. Um, and using all these different powers and the special powers of your individual characters to get as many people to safety before the fog eats them all. All. And I love the uh, the buildup for this because the fog actually has these little legs, so it just smoothly just consumes everything, and just it's just kind of like a mower mowing everybody down. This would be a very bad result for everybody. A lot of points lost here, but um, it's incredibly thematic, incredibly tense, really sharp, and there's an alternate way to play. It comes with a couple of sand timers. So if you play with players who suffer from analysis paralysis, because this game can get really crunchy, much more than a regular uh, race game, then you can introduce a timer which only accentuates the panic and fear yes. you should feel when you face the fog as you try to escape from paradise. Oh, that looks like so much fun. I love that you can do the real-time thing, because that really does. I mean, that is uh, right there. That's a movie right there. Yep. The fog is coming. We've got a few minutes. Let's get out of here. Exactly. It looks exactly. so awesome. That is really so cool. cool. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, so that is one race game, folks. But since it isn't actually out, uh, we're going to leave it off our list of our 10 favorite race games. Right? Um, when I talked with Ruel about it, I said, hey, the main thing is um, uh, make sure that somewhere on the board 
there is a finish line. And you have to move your character across the finish line. Because, of course, there's lots of Euro-style games that I love that are races to, hey, first player to score 20 points. That's a race. But that's kind of not within the, uh, the spirit of this. This is actually, you've got things on the board that are tr- that the game will be over once you cross a finish line. So we're going to talk about the 10 best of all time. Does that sound yes. about right? That sounds perfect. And uh, I'm so excited about this. I love the race element uh, mechanism in a lot of different games. But the fact that you specifically said we want a finish line on board, that's when things change for me. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to see what we came up with, folks, here in just a few minutes. Yep. But I'm excited to see what you've got because I know mine are pretty... I mean, I love the ones I, I picked are some of my favorites of all time. So yep. Well, uh, before we get to that, the, yep. the Fog, unfortunately, cannot make it on this list because it hasn't come out yet. But folks, since you're watching the show, one of you lucky viewers is going to be able to win a copy of The Fog, which is already successfully funded on Kickstarter. Um, well, how do they win? Folks, what you're going to do is watch the show today and listen for the magic word, the secret word. The word is going to be shoes like the shoes that you put on your feet yep uh, one of us richard or myself will be saying it sometime during the show and what you're going to do in an email is not type in the secret word shoes you're going to type the name of the game that we're talking about at that specific yes. moment and send it in an email to contest at rado.com and that'll get you entered into a contest to win your very own copy of the fog escape from paradise and then you escape can try to race to safety um, yes. But while we're waiting for it to come out, we've got 10 more race games to talk about. Starting with number 10, Ruel, what do you like? Okay, so yeah, this this is actually tougher for me to, to compile than I thought. But okay. starting number 10 off with a bang, Long Shot the Dice Game. So there was a game, okay. originally the original Long Shot uh, was a board game, but they came out with a dice version of it um, last year. As you can see, Michelle and I, we did a, a paid preview of it on our uh, Twitch channel. We played it live. It's a roll and write game, and it's one of the best roll and write games out there, friends. Mm-hmm. It, it captures the spirit of you know horse racing. You're going to roll dice. One die is for the horse, uh, and then the, another one is you're going to give you options to do. And this is what I really like about this. It's not just a straight racing game, not just a straight betting game. You can manipulate the horses how you want, and then you can bet on who you think is going to win. Oh. But you're also going to be collecting uh, different concessions. Uh, you can buy horses to add to your stable. And... Bottom line is you have to get across uh, the uh, runway or the finish line there first. Or you're you're going to top or you're going to bet or the top three horses like any good horse racing game will pay out and then the most money wins. But it's an, until the first horse crosses that line that's when the game is going to end. You start tallying up. I really enjoyed this um, so much. Michelle and I we actually we kept the prototype. We asked to keep the prototype and we still play it. Um, oh. And it, it yeah. And I saw this recently, Richard. I, th- this is. So surprising me, and I love seeing this. I actually saw this game at a Barnes and Noble recently. So, Long Shot uh-huh. the Dice Game. Um, I, the company's name is slipping my mind right now, but they uh, worked with Barnes and Noble, got their game in Barnes and Noble, and I'm so happy for them because more people should be playing it. It's a fun roll and write game. It only plays in about 30 minutes, so it does capture that you know fast paced nature of a good race game. And that is Long Shot the Dice Game, our number ten. I have not played it, but I have heard nothing but raves about it. Ever yeah. since it came out, I think, last year, if I recall last correctly. Year. And yes. uh, yeah, really sharp rolling right with so much depth and replayability. It's yeah. um, I have to admit, I have zero interest in the subject matter personally, but this is yep. definitely on my list of, hey, if I'm at a convention, I want to see if I can get a game of this played because I've just heard nothing but how amazing yeah. it is. 
Yeah. And the fun, uh, uh, another fun thing about it, it has a solo mode, and it's a good oh. solo game as well. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, check it out. That's our number 10, Long Shot the Dice Game. Very, very cool. Okay. okay. Well, I'm so excited to hear what you've got on your uh, your side of the list. Let, all let's right. See what got uh, here. F1 car room. No, not, nope. Um, <laughs> I have to admit, the interesting thing for me about this list is I'm really not a car guy. I never really have been a car yep. guy. Um, yep. I um, My list is almost completely and totally free of automobiles, but there will be oh. one appearance, one surprise okay. appearance. So um, my uh, games are going to be a bit more non-traditional, starting with number nine on the list, K2. Oh, nice. Yes, okay. this is a race. Yeah. Make no mistake. Um, yep. Each player controls two climbing teams trying to make it to the top of K2 or different mountains if you've gotten any of the various expansions that have come out over the years. And it is a very smart and fast-playing um, hand management game because you have a bunch of cards that you can play either to move or to conserve your oxygen because the higher you go, the tougher it is to breathe. You also have the ability to make base camps along the way because the weather is constantly changing. You can see what the weather is going to be like for the next several rounds. And you need to be thinking, right, okay, uh, with the hand cards I got now, I can make it to, I can make it to 7,000 feet. But in two rounds, I will freeze to death because I won't necessarily have enough time to build a base camp there. So do I hold back and try to time it so I can just skip from 7,000 to 8,000 after the cold um, you know, front passes and then make my desperate last pitch effort to get to the top of the mountain um, and survive and not die. So it is an incredibly thematic game, really sharp. The expansions that have come out for it over the years have added a lot of interesting twists and whatnot. Um, but it's something that both Jen and I have always been Huge, huge fans of number nine K two. Yeah, I you know I saw this on the list. I have not actually played this, but I've heard a lot of good things uh, about this from my friends over the years. And oh, great choice! I I didn't even think about it as a race game, but you were oh absolutely totally correct. it is one hundred percent totally race game. Okay, so let's move on to our number eight, and let me make sure I have it here. Um, yes, my number so. eight, our our number eight on the list is we're, we're, we are getting, we we have to put a car racing game on here. It, it just wouldn't be right without it. So our number eight is Downforce. Um, this okay. is I consider I consider this a modern classic because this is a reimplementation of a game called I believe Top Force was the original Top Race. And apparently, was the original race, the okay. Restoration Games restored and gave it yes. a name to, uh, Downforce. Yes. Yeah, and if you if you know Restoration Games folks, you know that they take um, games that have been around for a while and update them for modern times. And this is a good one. Um, is a we're big fans of this one in my gaming group, uh, Downforce. It's a hand management game. Uh, you are betting again. You're betting on uh, um, uh, a car, race cars, and you're trying to find you know, find or manage them to get across the finish line first. The first place you're going to win money. Um, and you go through, There's, I think there's three different spots on here. Uh, each line that you cross, you're going to make bets on who you think you're going to win. Okay, so, another betting game. All right. Another betting game. And you, you may see a pattern here in, my, in the games that I chose, folks, uh, betting and racing. And what you do, it, it's really interesting. The game starts with an auction. You're going to auction off the cars and their uh, special abilities. Oh, okay. And, and then when you get those cars, you don't have to necessarily, necessarily bet on your own. You can bet on other people's. So you can almost like sabotage yourself and get other players cards be, uh, cards to go in front because of the cards in your hand like say for instance I get stuck with the green car and I don't have any green card car or a lot of good green card cards in my hand I can manage it so I can get the blue car to go uh, you know run away with the race or I can okay. try and so I can place I can hedge my bets by 
placing bets on the blue car. So it's a really fascinating game of hand management. It's really easy to get to the table with new players. Um, it's all It probably plays in about 30 to 45 minutes. And as you can see there, the components are really uh, fantastic. Again, restoration games, they always do a great job with all their games. Downforce, it's a classic. It's a modern classic, and that's why it's our, our number eight race game. Okay, great. And thank you, Board Game Geek, for supplying that um, game preview from Gen Con 50 in 2017. Oh, wow. Uh, 2017 has yeah. been a Sounds while. Right. So that's two games so far from your side of uh, the R&R that are all about betting on the outcome as well. I yes. suspect I might be able to guess some that are coming. We will see. Because again, folks, neither Will or I have any idea what the other person has come up with. He's got five. I've got five. A friend has made sure we have no overlaps. Um, but let's move on now from, what was that? That was number eight to eight. number seven. Uh, another oddball one for me. It is Cosmic Run Rapid Fire. Which uh, is interesting. This is our second roll and write on the list today. And actually, Cosmic Run from designer Steve Finn and co-designer Steve Finn's son. This is actually a game that his son had the idea for. And Steve says, that's really great. Hey, let's father and son make this together. That was the original Cosmic Run. And it proved to be so popular, Steve did several spinoffs. And I played all of them. And I think Rapid Fire is my favorite, in part because it's a roll and write. A roll and write race game. Basically, the situation is each there are three planets. And we are racing to try to reach them as fast as possible because whoever gets there first gets the big points, gets to colonize. But um, we're doing it in this game via dice drafting. Every round, uh, a bunch of dice are rolled that will let you either maneuver um, around you know, the asteroids and whatnot that are on the track that are preventing you from getting to the uh, planet or will let you activate special powers like change the way you move or um, you know all kinds of interesting stuff. And every round, at the beginning of the round, dice are going to be rolled that add more obstacles to the board. So this is a racetrack that is dynamically changing and evolving as you play. Um, And it's a race game where you are engaged, each player is engaged in three simultaneous races. You know what? I can't, there's no way I can win that third race to the green planet. I'm really going to focus like a laser on trying to make it first to the blue planet. So there's a lot going on in a very fun Fast-playing little roll and write, which, like you, Ruel, I mean, I love roll and writes. All yes. of the Cosmic Run series have been absolutely exemplary. They all have this core idea of, hey, there's multiple planets. Everybody's racing to the first player to gets there gets the lion's share of the points. First player to cross that finish line, and um, yeah, it's it's just the uh, rapid fire is my personal favorite. So it comes in at number seven on the list. Oh yeah, yeah, I cannot wait to play this one. I actually um, watch, I was trying to get a copy of this mm. uh, earlier this year, in fact, but at the time. It was um, out of print, but I believe they've done a new print run, so it should be available oh, really? now. Okay. But yeah, I am a huge fan of Steve Finn games as well, so I cannot wait to uh, give a take a shot at Cosmic Run Rapid Fire. Okay. All right. Hey, we're going to get to our number six right now. Let me get up on screen. And, I mean, it's not a car racing game, but it does have some form of transportation. It is one of my favorites of all time, Flamme Rouge. Uh, Flamme Rouge, this is, yes, a bicycle racing game. Just think of uh, the Tour de France, folks, and that's what you have in Flamme Rouge. It's a game, a wonderful game of hand management. You have a team of bicyclists that you're going to be racing around the track. You can see there, you can um, uh, manipulate the track. There's a lot of variability in this. You can set up different uh, ways to, you know, uh, set up different tracks that have mountains or hills or whatnot and what you're doing you're just playing cards out of your hand you're playing you know this uh for one of each of your bi- uh bicyclists 
And what you can do is you can draft off of other yeah. uh, players, you know, just follow them and, you know, sort of tag along, you know, drafting in, in real life and drafting in uh, a race. And you're eventually going to start running out of steam because at the end you're trying to hold those big cards for the end. But sometimes you just have to, you know, do them, you know, wherever you can to uh, take the lead and shoot on out and try to win the race. It really, uh, for me, it captures the uh, feeling of a sprint really well because you're not going around the track a bunch of times. You're just going around once and trying to win the race by playing your cards in the right order. And that's, I, I, I love this game. It can play, I think, two to four players in the base game, but you, there's a couple of expansions that add uh, different elements mm -hmm. and they also add different uh, additional teams. So I think you can play it up to like six, seven, or even eight. I'm not sure. But um, check out those expansions as well. This is a classic, and we love it uh, in my house and hopefully yours. It's our number six, Flam Rouge. Yeah, it is absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, and it's not something you see often. Um, you're represented in race games. The idea of exhaustion, yep. right? Yes. And yes. Um, you know, and it was so thematic, and it's so much about. Oh, you moved into that spot. I means I can move behind you, and as you said, draft off you. I mean, I've seen drafting in some games, but not as many as you would expect, since it is such a important element of racing yep. in general and uh, yeah exactly. this one is very well loved so easy to teach and play really yeah. good choice yeah Definitely. fantastic game okay all right but cool. i've got an even better one for you well number right. five is luxor oh yeah right do you know luxor I do not, but I, I think I know why you picked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. Um, this is a game where players, we're, we're Indiana Jones-type, Tomb Raider-type folks, trying to rush to the center of a tomb. And um, each player has, well, over the course of the game, you can get multiple members of your race team moving. Or you could just try to focus like a laser to just get one of them as far as you can or get multiples into different spots. But what really attracts me to the game, the race is interesting. There's all these different treasures you can get along the way, so you're always trying to figure out the right card to play on the right team member to land on the right treasure because there's a lot of set collection. Um, you know, yeah, there's big rewards for being uh, crossing the finish line first, but there's a lot of other stuff going on too. Um, you know, depending on what you can find. The way this works though is everybody has a hand of cards, um, and what happens is on your turn you have to pick. If, if you imagine holding cards in your hand, fanned out, you can pick the card all the way to the left or the card all the way to the right. You can only pick those. And in addition, every turn you will draw a card and put it in the center of your hand. So that perfect five, oh, I can't wait to play that, but I have to wait until that works its way out to the outer edge of my hand because I can only play the one that's the furthest left or furthest right. And that is such a simple and elegant and wonderful puzzle. Um, you know, it, uh, you know it's, it, it, it kind of harkens back to the Bonanza type thing. And I know this drives you nuts sometimes, Ruel, that hey, once you've got your hand yep. of cards, you can't rearrange them. Um, <laughs> um, because the, the order they're in, although there are even tricks to let you rearrange your cards if you need to get to a card faster. It's it's fun. It's fast. It's a it's a family weight game. Although the expansion did add a bunch more stuff to make it a bit more crunchy. Uh, really sharp. And what really made me fall in love with it was the absolutely brilliant hand management system, unlike anything I'd ever seen before. That's just so immediately simple and easy to grok, but really surprisingly deep. And uh, that's why it comes in at number five, Luxor. Yeah, Luxor. Um, I have not played it yet, but uh, again, I see the name Rudiger Dorn. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I need to play this yes. one. And yep. yeah, even though that, that that whole hand management thing does drive me a little crazy, the Bonanza style. I, I like the fact that you know you have ways to mitigate that. And it's like, okay, you can do certain things to move them. Yeah. So and even time you have two cards to choose from. 
You've got yeah. the front one or the back one. That should be enough. That's cool. Somehow it's I never like quite that. right. You always want the one that's just one over. <laughs> and you, you and again, the planning of, oh, okay, this person, I'll move you here because next turn when I get that, that you're the one I want to move over there. Just great stuff. Mm, nice. Yeah. Great, great call. Okay. Right. So from one of our favorite designers to yet another favorite designer. Mm-hmm. Actually, my, you know, we had talked about this many times before on the show. One of my favorite designers of all time, if not my favorite, the good doctor, Reiner Knizia. Oh. This is our, our number okay. four. The quest for El Dorado. Okay, yep, this, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. I knew that was a, coming. An amazing, amazing race game. What the good doctor did, folks, is he took deck building and combined it with a race game and mashed it up, and we have the quest for El Dorado. You know, we are just talking about the Indiana Jones-style uh, game. Mm-hmm. This is another one. We are racing uh, to get out of here because we have, you know, got this, uh, the statue, which... You know, I in my mind, I like to think we're bringing it back to the the the, the people that that's are right a nice rewrite. To. I like you know? it. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Instead of it does not belong in a museum, it belongs <laughs> to the people that it originated. Yeah. Uh, so what you're doing is uh, this uh, standard deck building. You have your starting cards and you play them for movement. And what you're going to do is eventually add new cards to, that give you better movement and give you uh, currency as well to get those better cards. And I think what's really neat about this game is you know in Dominion or uh, other games where you have like a big market of cards, this actually limits it. It has like a small market of cards. Yeah. And then as you buy them, they unlock other markets that you can bring in. So the cards, it depends on what you play and what you take. There's going to open up uh, what cards are available. And it's a race game. You're, you're controlling two little adventurers, and you want to get them to the uh, to the end there. There are different terrains that you'll be passing by. Uh, the expansions, they add other things as well that you can go and grab you know, different treasures and whatnot. Um, we've liked them all. It's a huge favorite with my, my gaming group and my family as well. It's a family weight game, but it has enough that uh, veteran gamers will enjoy it as well. I mean, everything about this game I love. It's racing, it's deck building, it's the good doctor. That's why it's our number four, folks. The quest for El Dorado. Cannot argue with that at all. And with that, I believe I know what your final one is going to be. I'm pretty sure. I think you have a good idea. I think so. (laughs) Um, I believe the designer is known to go by their initial, perhaps. (laughs) <laughs> but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, yep. That'll be number two, because right now we have to talk about number three on the list. And, oh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't put this one up. Hold on a second. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll show this one. Uh, number three on the list, well, and audience, is Clank. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh. Now let me ask you, did you consider Clank? I did not. You but totally now that it's should. On the list, it, it totally makes sense. It's a yes. race day. It's a racing deck builder game. Yes. Um. The 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 finish line is where you start because the whole point of this game is, hey, we're we're basically gonna go dungeon delving, and um, we start and we build our deck, and that represents what our our uh, explorer, our adventurer can do, and we just try yes. to go as deep, 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 deep into the dungeon or the cave or the tomb or whatever it is that we're raiding, and um, get the best, most valuable artifact we can, and then 
race back to the surface. And the first player to do that, basically cross the finish line, creates a countdown for everybody else. Because as we're racing around the world, and by the way, I'm showing uh, Clank uh, Legacy Acquisitions Incorporated, which is my favorite version of Clank. Although, don't worry, there's no spoilers here. This is the first game, which my wife and I live streamed many, many years ago. Um, And uh, it's just my favorite version. I figured I'd throw that on the screen. The uh, interesting thing is, as you're going along, a lot of the most powerful cards you can play to move forward make noise. And that's called making clank. And you start collecting these cubes on the clankometer. And every once in a while, a card will come out that says, hey, take all those clank, all that noise you made, po- throw it into a bag, and then start throwing cubes out of the bag. Because that means, who, if, if my cubes are th- pulled out, I've drawn the attention of the local dragon who is not happy that we are here, and I end up suffering damage. So, this is a game of high risk reward from start to finish. Do I just try to be slow and sneaky and quiet and just get the artifact I can? Do I say to heck with it, I'm just going to grab the first artifact I can and just get out really quick and then force all my opponents into a really tough bind because they were deeper. Will they be able to make it out in time before they make too much noise and the dragon gets them? It's absolutely brilliant, incredibly popular, has spawned so many spinoffs like the Legacy one, like Clank in Space, like the uh, upcoming uh, Clank Catacombs as well which I believe you're going to be covering pretty soon for the channel. I know you're very excited about that. Um, Super excited. And yeah, it is absolutely such a brilliant, simple idea. Like Quest for Eldorado, mashing um, racing mechanisms with deck building to make a really wonderful game experience. That is number three, Clank. I love this choice. I didn't, again, I did not even consider it, but you are so right. It is a race back to the top because you don't want to get stuck in that, you know, uh, dungeon and lose points or, you know, even just score zero if you don't, you know, totally make it out. There is a finish line on the board. There Uh, it is. Oh, great call. Nice. I didn't even think about that. Okay. So let's move on to our number two. Uh, You've alluded to it. I I believe it's no secret as to what I love. I might consider my number personal one. Number one is is Kubitos by John D. Clare. AEG. An awesome game. Um, This is I've been describing it as Quacks of Quillenburg in the dice game. And there's a lot of similarities, but there is, as you can see there, um, there is a finish line on the board. You're yep. trying to race around there. And you are these uh, strange little cube or cheese cubes out of the, the whole world. We are the Cubitos. You're a Cubitos, right? So the little cubes, uh, it looks to me, it looks like SpongeBob SquarePants. It's mm. like, you know, got the little yeah. uh, yellow cheese uh, with skinny legs and, you know, shoes. Um, and you're running around there. And what you're doing is rolling dice. And this is what I love about this. I love rolling dice. I love push your luck. I love bag building. This is what it's all about. You're trying to unlock those uh, better dice by spending currency and putting those in your bag. And then you want to pull those out um, to uh, roll them and to get better movement and better currency and uh, make it fast, to be the fastest around the track, folks. Um, Oh my gosh, everything about this game I love. It's just, it's, I thought it was easy to learn um, and teach, and Michelle and I loved it from day one. The only thing I didn't love, I'm gonna nitpick a little bit, those little boxes that you put the little dice in. I mean, not, not a, not a fan. Really? I'm a huge fan of that package. Really? I, I didn't like those. I don't. They were just, they were like, a, for me, they were like sort of weird to put together. Yeah, there they are right they there. They are weird to put together, yes. And I have a few yeah. that are a bit, not as structurally sound. The first ones I put together. Um, oh, yeah. Don't one hold of up mine as has well a big as old the final ones I put together. <laughs> yeah. One of mine has a tear in it. I think I put some, you know, little, a piece of tape on there. But that's a, a very minor nitpick. This game is so 
smart and so good and you know you have the different dice and the thing is all the different dice they have the cards there that tell you what they do now it's not just that setup folks there are multiple yeah. cards so each die can have multiple effects and a ton of replayability there's that one track there there's actually four tracks they're double-sided two tracks are included oh my gosh i love this game it's a, a fantastic racing game that's why it's our number two Racing game of all time, Kubitos. I completely agree with that, and a huge doffing of the cap to John D. Clare. But also, credit where credit is due, this is a remake of an earlier game that came out called Automobiles from yes. David Short, if I recall correctly, I believe. Yep. Um, yeah. And that oh, had also the, another AEG game. Yep. 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 Well, um, yeah. Which had the idea of um, every time you play, a different set of cards determines what the cubes are. Um, but it, they were cubes instead of dice. Um, you yeah. know, basically everything that Automobiles was, and Automobiles was fantastic. It's just taken to the next level with yeah. Cubitos. And honestly, that would have been on my list. The only reason you talked about it is because you rated it even higher than me. I think it would have been my number two, but it was your number one, which is why oh. you're the one who talked about it. That's how All we right. adjudicate stuff before we go. If we have um, if we have overlaps, whoever liked it more is the one who ends up talking about it. And I suspected it was coming, and I was not disappointed with number you two. You know Cubitos. me so well, my friend. Yeah. And now, right. I'm going to be a total jerk. And talk about number one on the list, which sadly is oh. a game that only got a very, very limited release and is very hard to get right now. But I am hoping against hope, uh, particularly because I only got to play a prototype of this and I never got a final version of number one on the list. Bad, bad company until the day I die. Oh, this game is freaking fantastic. Um, it is a race game. Because we uh, control a, it's it's a heist crew, you know, an Ocean Eleven type uh, crew. Uh, actually, there, there's a, and I my run through of it. There's the Sneaky Eleven I was controlling, and the thing is, <laughs> we are literally racing down a road in our getaway vehicle to try to get out of town, uh, past the red. That is the finish line. When somebody makes it all the way to the end, that's what triggers the end of the game. Although it's possible the game could end earlier if people can do enough heists on the way out without getting caught by the cops. Uh, this is a race game. Where like um, the uh, uh, the the Need for Speed franchise on video games, the cops are actually chasing us too, and we're trying to beat each other, but also stay one step ahead of the cops because hey, you don't have to be faster than the cops; you just have to be faster than the slowest person, so somebody else gets caught by the cops. Um, and this, the entire gameplay mechanism here is the oh, what do you call it? The um, Catan or um, the Machi Koro approach, where everybody has a group. Um, every every one of your uh, member of your crew has a number on it and every round dice are going to be rolled that everybody gets to activate the numbers that pop up like Machi Koro or uh, Card Kings of Valeria or Space Base or Settlers of Catan or just Catan. And I gotta say, there are a lot of games that have come out over the years using this mechanism. Oh, uh, My Farm Shop is another one. I think this is the best it has ever been done. It has more wow. interesting stuff going on with the dice and the choices you make when it's not your turn. Everything about this game is fantastic, including the race elements. Uh, um, because that could be your main strategy. Okay, I'm not caring as much about the heist. I'm just trying to get out as fast as I can to um, you know cross that finish line and score bonus points that way, or I will go slow down, but then I run the risk of being arrested. It fits the bill. It is a car that can get across the finish line, and that can trigger the end of the game. So I say it is a race game. Just sadly, one that only got an incredibly small print run, and I'm still hoping that you'll get a second printing so I can get a copy of it as well, because I had to send my prototype on to the next reviewer after I was done filming it. Jen and I were yeah. both really blown away by this, which is why it comes in as the number one race game of the R&R &R show, folks. Bad Company.
Wow. Yeah. And again, uh, something that wasn't on my radar, but I remember when you were, you know, you did the video and you were really hyped about this. And I, I, I do hope that there is another edition because I want to I want to check this out now, yeah. too, uh, after you're it raving about stuff. All right. Cool. All right. Well, cool. Folks, that is it. The top 10. And let me ask you, did you hear me or Ruel say the secret word? Did one of us mention shoes at any given time? If so, you know what to do. Um, send an email to contest at rotto.com and the subject of that email, the game that we were talking about when the word was said, that's make that your subject. So it'll go through my filters and you will be entered to win a copy of this excellent race game right here, The Fog Escape from Paradise. And I think that's it, Ruel. Yeah, that, that's that's all we got. We are uh, done. And uh, folks, again, thank you for joining us here at the RNR show. This has been a bonus episode. We yes. usually do this uh, once a month, but you know, thanks to our sponsors and, and everyone else, we get to do extra episodes for y'all, and we love doing it. Yep. Thank and you so one much. of you will win this. And by the way, folks, we're not done. This is just the main show. If you want to check out the extended edition of this show, where we talked about a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, you can hit that I in the top right corner screen or follow the links down in the show notes because we're about to continue with the extended show and talk about the next 10. Um, you know, yes. the five that could have made my list, that could have made Ruel's, and so we've got even more race games to talk about if you want to join us over in the extended. But otherwise, as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much. I'm just looking at a blank wall, but I'm hopefully I'm looking in Ruel's direction. <laughs> thank you, buddy. And um, thank you once again to the sponsor of the show, The Fog, Escape from Paradise, on Kickstarter now. Uh, have a nice day, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Bye-bye.